into residency at the House of M's. This is Triple M Nights with Dave Gleeson. Well, they've done Reading and Leeds main stage sets. They've toured with Kasabian, amongst others. They've just about to start a tour in the UK where they've already sold 65,000 tickets. They've just done a sold-out Australian tour, and they got their fourth album, How Many Dreams. DMAs have ambitiously crafted a record that's the grand sum of every part of who DMAs are, and we are so stoked to be having them on the show tonight. We've got Tommy and Johnny. Welcome to the show, guys. Hey, thanks for having us. How, How you doing? doing? Uh, very, very well. Hey, tell me about the whirlwind ride of the last few years. How's it been? It's been crazy, man. <laughs> it's um, it's uh, you know, it's 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 been a a natural trajectory, but it's like I don't know. We're, what we're four albums in now, and just kind of watching it grow over that time has just been pretty special. And seeing the response that we get over with um, because you know we kind of got like a throwback um, Brit pop '90s Brit pop sound, and that's where we started, but. Um, and so like just seeing like the crowds in the UK be so responsive and, and then just seeing, um, also the crowds at home just growing and growing and growing, you know, we had a pretty amazing, um, set at Falls Festival this year and yeah, it's just, it's just really awesome. Fantastic story of you guys getting together. Um, 2012, you, you started off, but it was 2014 that you, uh, kind of came to everybody's attention. Um, and then of course, as you say, you're on your fourth album touring overseas. It, it can be a bit uh, daunting, like to go over with that sound that you talk about and see what the UK crowd's going to think of it. But obviously they love it. Yeah. Well, we didn't, um, to be honest, I was, I was a little bit naive to it. All. I didn't think I really realized you know, we were listening to bands like Primal Scream and Blur and Oasis and the Stone Roses, uh-huh. and um, I guess being a kid from Australia, I didn't we didn't realize how huge. I just didn't really understand how huge the Britpop scene was, and so I was like, "Oh yeah, we like that those kind of bands. We'll write some music like that." But then, you know, we've gone over there, and you know, next minute we're supporting Liam Gallagher, and and um, and then and you know, going on Dave Roundtree from Blur's radio show, and then <laughs> all these things are happening, and you know, and we're about to play Wembley Arena. So fantastic. That's just fantastic. Tell us about Reading. I read some great reviews about you guys on the Sunday afternoon at Reading. What was that like on the main stage? Oh, look, it's such an iconic festival to play, um, Leeds and Reading Festival. And, um, yeah, when we walked out to sort of see a people to be embraced by by um, that many people in the UK so far away from home, um, yeah, it's a really special moment. And, um, you know, it's what we live for, our live gigs, because we're, you know, we're, we're – um, touring band and that's how we kind of um make our living and how we earn our stripes as musicians so. it's been funny as well because every time we like when we first played at reading and leeds festival uh we played in a little tent you know early on in the day and uh it was half full but it was vibey and then two years later we played later in the afternoon to a packed out tent and then you know a couple of years after that we were playing to a full main stage on a on a sunday afternoon and so it's been a bit of a landmark <laughs> for us to kind of see the trajectory of the band. I love to hear you young blokes say back in the day, and it was six years ago, and uh, <laughs> back in the day for me, <laughs> 1991. <laughs> um, now, I was reading that you uh, you had a bunch of demos um, for this record. How do you? What's your sorting process like? Is it like you all sit around and listen to them together, or do you make a list up um, singularly and kind of submit it? What's the go with that? Uh, I think we all make a list, um, and then obviously the songs that 
are on all the lists stay, and then we kind of tend to fight for the next three months as yeah, to what are the other we songs set up that a, make it. We set up like a little kind of mud gladiator-style pit <laughs> in our studio, <laughs> and, and we just have at it with a bunch of um, XLR leads. <laughs> but it's kind of uh, it's essential to the process, isn't it? You've got to be hard on yourselves. You've got to look at the songs and go, you know, is there anything worth continuing within this vein, or, you know, shall we leave it to the side? Yeah, well, it's also a funny thing because there's some great songs that didn't make the record, but you got We still like to think of records in that old school way, where where when you listen to it from start to finish or mm. on a vinyl, and you listen to the A side of the vinyl or the B side of the vinyl, that it all flows and then and they kind of complement each other as a whole a whole piece of work. Yep, you know absolutely. what I mean. And um, I, sometimes that gets lost because it's so, singles are so big these days, and Spotify and streaming, and sometimes people aren't listening to the records from start to finish. But I think it's still important to kind of hold on to that that kind of uh, that attitude. It kind of keeps you on your toes a bit. Yeah, and just because a song doesn't suit, like, this album doesn't mean it won't get used down the track. You know what I mean? Like, we've had a lot of songs, older songs that weren't used on the first um, couple of records that ended up being, you know, big songs, big songs for us later on. So I think it's good to just yeah, keep Yeah, there was a song of ours called Silver, which we had before we even started the band. It was one of the early demos and it didn't make it till our third record. Yeah, it right. became the biggest single off that record. Talk about learning things as you go and, you know, the, the more you play, the better you get. Um, you've been on tour with some great acts, as you mentioned, Liam Gallagher, Kasabian, the Kooks, um, who you've cited as, as an influence. Did you learn good men and bad things from those guys on the road? <laughs> <laughs> um, let me think. Um, oh, oh, well, yeah, all the Kasabian guys were lovely, just really good, good, good guys, which was cool. So, and, and, and that's something that's, we, we've always been really aware of is, um, is if you've got a support band, you know, it's, it's quite often, it's someone that might look up to you or like, you know, kind of trying to learn something from you. So it's like always treat the support bands. Well, you know, you should be treating everyone with respect, yeah. but do you know what I mean? Like that's, it's, it's make, maybe giving it a little bit of extra attention um, to that, you know, buying a bottle of whiskey or, or champagne <laughs> at the end of the tour and, and stuff. Um, I think, like, doesn't matter how much money you have, um, don't get too carried away with uh, stage props. I think it's something we learned <laughs> that we shouldn't do. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, just because you've got, you don't want too many stage props. So go into a bit of, tell, tell us about some of your stage props that you've had. Well, well, they're not our stage props, but it was more the bands we toured with had, they kind of got, I don't know, got a bit bored and decided to like recreate their living room in a stadium. And just, yeah. Um, yeah. Just and then, that, and then we saw, cause we played, um, the first arena show with that. We're not going to say what band it is, but then <laughs> it's safe to say that the next, the next night, those stage props weren't used. They, they went for a campfire sort of vibe and it didn't quite work out. <laughs> oh, unreal. Isn't it great? The on, on the road shenanigans there's nothing quite like them yeah there's some been, been some good laughs especially when you get the tour bus going because um you know everyone's there and, and you travel during the night yeah. and everyone's always buzzing and How it's good. a good time to hang out with all the crew and stuff as well it's unreal it's it's, it's a side of touring you don't uh, find out about until you go overseas i mean obviously taragos and um you know eight seaters and stuff are the norm and flights here but uh over there you get in a tour bus and as you say you're just driving through the night waking up in a different city if not a different country every day it's crazy it's crazy <laughs> it's um 
Uh, uh, yeah, it's um, it's pretty cool actually. When when you get to, when you once you get to the tour bus level, because you kind of get your days off, you know, mm. and you actually get to see the city a little bit. Where um, before that, when if you're just staying in hotels and you're driving, you're kind of driving for three or four hours of the day. Yeah, just or, seeing signs to places that you think look interesting. Yeah, actually, we did that recently because we supported um, Kasabian, so and we didn't have the tour bus um, through Europe, so we're back to like ten hour drives. So that got pretty real. <laughs> I think it takes like after um, like um, five gigs, maybe four or five gigs, and then once you get into the rhythm of it, and everyone gets in the swing of it, and everyone's on the tour bus, it becomes kind of like becomes a real sort of everyone's kind of um, in the rhythm, and everyone it's like one big family, and you know it kind of. Um, yeah, it's pretty memorable. Yeah, it's really rewarding when you have a great show and you and you and you sit down and you have a beer with your, your guitar tech and your and your sound guy and, and your in-ear monitors guy and and everyone can kind of just like go, hey, you know, we we put on something pretty special mm. tonight and and, that, and everyone was having a great time and it's pretty rewarding in that way. And it helps to work out, you know, even little things in the show, doesn't it? Just to go, oh, that happened tonight. Can we do this or that tomorrow night or whatever? Yeah, I just had, to be like to tell together. my I had to tell my sound engineer to to stop. Um, critiquing my vocals because I mean, they weren't that good every night. <laughs> <laughs> Telling to stop hitting the suck button, right? That's what I always say to my sound guy. Hey, uh, the album comes out on the 31st of March. What do you guys like uh, uh, when the albums come out? Do you have expectations of what the crowd's going to think of the album or you just let it go like Elsa? Um... Yeah, no, nah, we know they're gonna f- love it. So <laughs> good man, that's all good man. On. That's all. We're not worried about that. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't think about it too much. We just try and make the record that we want to make, and you know, and then and hope that our fans want to come on the journey with us. Well, and, um, you know, and they can learn and and listen with us. Talk about a journey. You're just about to head overseas. I was looking at your schedule. It looks fantastic. You've already sold sixty five thousand tickets for the upcoming tour. Very exciting news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't wait to get out on on, on this next run. Um, Bring it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we're, we're chuffed. It's live touring just becomes such an important part of it for us mm. and and the show. And it, it's great when you release a new record. You've just got better tunes to put in the set. So yeah. just, you, you know when it's amazing how much stronger the set can get when you've written four albums and you can pick and choose all the best tracks from that. And um, it's just it's becomes the show just gets better and better. Well, fantastic, guys. Congratulations on all your success and um, good luck on continued success. You're an absolute credit to the Aussie music industry and to see uh, bands like yourselves doing so well is uh, a real leg up to all the young bands coming up around Australia. So thanks very much for your time, uh, Tommy and Johnny. Thanks so much. Thanks for your time. It's been a pleasure.